Epic Gumdrop, sweeter than buying low and selling high. Hello, Jeff. Hello, James. And always a reminder to our listeners to visit BreakingDads.com. BreakingDads.com? BreakingDads.com for links to anything we discussed in this episode or for photos. There'll be some photos of uh, one of the games at least here and discussion, all that stuff. It's like the best time you can have on the internet. Is that not is that not our new slogan? I've seen that on sides of buses. Oh. Yeah. The best time you can have on the internet. <laughs> All right. Also, you can tell me uh, that I'm playing the rules wrong at Epic Gumdrop on Twitter. And you will have to tell him that yeah. he's playing the rules no, I, wrong. I always find out I am. Yeah. It's inevitable. It's and like go, aging. Oh. oh, that game's better now. <laughs> or not. You never know. So this week, uh, what it, with the economies falling apart and everything, I thought it was appropriate to discuss a couple of market games I've had for a while. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been wanting to do these two games together as a thing, and then the the yeah everything went in the toilet on the stock market, and I was explaining it to my yes. kid, and I thought, okay, let's just do this. Let's break them out. I've set up uh, what well, the two, Friedman Freeze's Black Friday, right. And uh, a lovely little game called Stock Ticker. Stock Ticker? I, is that in the Board Game Geek Top 100,000? <laughs> I'm not sure it made the cut. I don't know if it did. Um, if it was based on uh, years, it could have been in the, the listings and possibly. Right. So you, you actually found Stock Ticker in a thrift store. I did. How many years do you think it sat at the thrift store before you came in to take it home? Hard to say. This edition is at latest 1960, so it could have been a while. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I thought I would just combine them both because they're both interestingly hitting at the same idea. Uh, Stock Ticker was originally published in 1937, which wow. puts it eight years after the Wall Street crash of 29 and within the years of the Great Depression. So it has an interesting bent as to why mm-hmm. it was created um people were thinking about money and this just capitalized on that so uh, it capitalized it, on that but it's i got a cop clark version so it's a canadian published thing i don't know if it was just a canadian game or not i don't know either um could be, it's tough to go on given our banking regulation structures here quite possibly yes um yeah the the rules for the box this is the rules are printed on the inside of the box yes they take up the whole inside except you realize half is in french so it's really it's like two little columns and it's not a tiny font either this is uh yeah these are some of the best rules i've ever read in the history of rule banged my head on this is no this is uh this is rules for people that don't like commitment (laughs) is i think the way to go with these rules the object of the game is to buy and sell stocks, and by doing so, accumulate a greater amount of money than the other players at the end of the game. The winner is decided by setting a time limit at the start of the game, and is the person having the greatest amount of money after welling, selling his stocks back to the broker at their present market value, plus their money on hand. So that's what my favorite part's in there, is uh, that you set, you set a time limit at the start of the game. So you can go in, like, so when you played it, did you look at your sign and go, okay, let's do 24 days. <laughs> yeah. We were joking about that. We were like, yeah, was, yeah, 165 people. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. Uh, you can also have any number of players you now, want. As long as their age is nine to adult. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Whatever that means. So it is the, yeah, I, I thought this is the perfect party game. Uh, yeah. Because you can make it as long as you want, as many people as you want. It's 
perfect. Yeah, only player elimination with people people having to go home <laughs> or, kill, or, kill yeah, or kill themselves. So just like the real stock real market. Player elimination. <laughs> oh, so you start with a little money. You roll yeah. dice. Uh, basically, you just diversify di- six different stock types. And if the price goes above a certain point, you collect dividends. Um, that's about it. I think I'd be overselling it if I gave it any more than that. I mean, it's... It's actually amazing the rules are as big as they are. Because that's basically... Yeah. yeah. No, there's it's just Monopoly money and a little thingy and some... Yeah, it, it, some neat dice. There's uh, Mine aren't the wooden originals, although the box yeah. misleadingly shows it. I'm disappointed because when I saw the box, I'm like, yeah. oh, custom wooden dice, yeah, and it, I was excited. The original had that, yeah. and then now the, the version I have has three plastic dice that have whatever, up, down, dividends, something else. I don't know. It's disappointing is what it is. Yeah, and the 1937 cover uh, mm-hmm. is so thematically cool. It's a really cool – I mean, I'll – post a link to the the board game geek somebody owns yeah. it my cover is not cool compared to that that one i was like wow it it captures i would have bought that game in 1937 because right. i would have went this looks awesome and it shows the variety like, of stocks being like mm-hmm. you know farming or whatever the things were on the front it, it was illustrative as this one just looks boring as like that's why it sat at the thrift store for as long as it did arrow going up and you were like 12 years old in 1937, right? So you would have, well, if you had known, you were over nine. So I think it was 19 at the time. Yeah. The, um, the, I think that's part of the thing about stock market games. We can get into that later. Right. But that's, I think, part of the problem with stock market games is there's something, it's hard to make them appealing. Yeah. It's an abstract concept. So, Look, like, even in real life, they have to use, uh, they have to use cocaine and yeah. other distractions in order to make it a fun, in order to make it a fun job fun game to yeah. play. <laughs> so i can imagine the board game version of it yeah people they, are like they didn't include any little white baggies <laughs> no, no it's not not in this game no <laughs> oh so they yeah they tried hard um and you know is it a good game um my seven-year-old <laughs> and i we got through a bit of it and just went we looked at each other and we were both just like eh couldn't you have picked five minutes as your time limit if you wanted to get through a whole game? I, we I, we gave it twenty. <laughs> Did you couldn't get through I, it? I said let's do twenty. He's like, okay, let's do it. And you like, what was the clock on when you said, man? Uh, we set it up and literally rolled. I think a couple rounds, and we just went, okay, this is tedious, dealing doling out money. Mm-hmm. It was like because you're doing the whole monopoly money thing, right? And then giving the stocks, which are also in money paper form. But it has the paper insert to oh. like keep everything organized. I thought that was brilliant on the inside. It is cool, but it was tedious. It was so tedious, and so and he'd already played Black Friday. Mm, see, there's your problem. He was ruined. Yeah, because he he really liked Black Friday. Yeah. Um. As a seven-year-old, as a seven, does well, that scare you a little bit about his future? Well, I'll give you his review after. Okay, uh, it's yeah. Uh, once you get over the rules and of, the, of Black Friday, at Black Friday, yes, and uh, it's a little bit to get over the rules. I I set the game up a couple times to play just through myself before I inflicted on my family, right? And I I got stunted at a couple points and went, oh, I'm I'm dumb. I'm a dumb person. And then he packed it up and put it away. And then I pulled it out again and, and proceeded to go, no, I'm not dumb. I'm the dumbest. I'm so stupid. And then I went to Board Game Geek because that's what you do. Yeah. I'm like, am I dumb? And then Friedman, you know, I'm like, whoa, how do I, st-? there's no money when I start. Well, how mm-hmm. do I do the first buy? I can buy in my first turn with what? 
And then I, you know, uh, go to the board game geek and Friedman freeze is on there explaining. No, 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 no. Not literally. He's not like standing or it's not like a video of him. His avatar. Yeah. Okay. He had posted to the message boards to defend his game, to explain, no, no, you fine. Take money. You're, You're supposed to take a subsidy. Right. Which becomes money. But it doesn't explain that very well in the thing. It yes. tells you you could take subsidies, but it doesn't explain that. I, that should be your opening move. Probably lost in translation, right? I, I think that about most of his games. Yes. I don't, I'm sure he's a good rule writer, mm-hmm. but yeah, lost in translation and uh, lots of typos and stuff. Mm-hmm. In the, so anyway, somebody lovingly uh, redid the, the rule set, which is, I always think to myself, I wish somebody, somebody did. Yeah. And read that one. Oh, okay, yeah, I think I I can at least do the walkthrough easier. I get these rules. It's kind yeah. of <laughs> went through that. Used the images from his rules. Uh huh. Finally, the market adjustment kind of was not the most obvious thing to me. There's a, a lot of weird sliding of of wooden discs. It's wooden discs, right? Yeah, up and down. Little briefcases. little briefcases, up and down and left and right. Yeah, that's a lot of. There's a lot of weird. There's a lot of movement in the diagrams. Over, the diagram. Hut. I, hut. Yeah, have a look at that, and the diagrams are like you do this, yeah. like it's obvious, and then you're like, "What? Huh?" Why? There's a little chart that's supposed to show you how it's obvious, yeah. and it's uh, it's no. not obvious. No, uh, and I think that is probably what injured this game when it came out because it doesn't rank really high. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I my first thought when I played uh, Power Grid, I I after my I played it with my brother and we were thinking, man, it'd be great if there was a stock market game that actually yeah. went. And we we're like, oh my goodness, he makes it. Yeah, we need to play this. And I was so excited about this game, and I thought if he's going to do a good job of this, because this might be your longest time between owning a game. I think it and is. having a playthrough of the game. Uh, no, it is. Caverna uh, might. I played it through by myself. That's it true. wasn't yeah. that it gave me grief. It was just that it was I tedious had to, to set up and take down. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a month and a half in between. Just so I had to. Took you a month and a half just to punch it, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, again, also lovely. Uh, yeah. Played that today with my kid and we had a hoot, but that's a whole a other. A hoot, you say? A hoot. We'll talk about that hoot on another. Caverna hoot nanny. Did you tweet your hoot? I did tweet my hoot. This is getting uh, convoluted. <laughs> Just like that pronunciation. I can't do it. The words. Uh, yeah, so okay, let's get back to Black Friday because I feel like that's the, the meat here. And so it came out in 2010 and people were underwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, and, because and again, the, it, was, it was timely. Yeah. And I think yeah. he, he saw that. He went, you know what? It, the 2007-8 problems and this was perfect time yeah. to do a stock market game. Of course, you could do that every five years now. Yeah, it's true. You just continually every day. Um yeah, I yeah. I really think it's a much better game than it gets credit for, in a way. It's the usual mm. Friedman Freeze thing where there's a whole pile of gears. You put the gears together yeah. and climb inside the gear clock, mm-hmm. and then you turn the gears com- you know, continually while you play the game. Yeah, so yeah. you're both you're both the machine and the player. and the observer. Yeah, yeah, and it, I'm comfortable with that with his games, and it because it, it becomes at a certain point it comes with a zen like beautiful mm-hmm. experience. Like Power Grid is beautiful once you're into it. Yeah, getting going sometimes it's a little bumpy, but once you're going, you're just you're oh, you're biting your nails by the end of that game because yeah. of all the decisions. This didn't have quite the same feel, but it's still it was fun, mm-hmm. and my kid thought it was fun. He mm-hmm. really it's it's so abstract. I mean, you're just getting little colored briefcases that vaguely due to a small diagram on the thing represent this the commodities that right. they're supposed to be i mean it's really it's color briefcases that's what the game is yeah 
but he still enjoyed the buying and selling of them mm -hmm. and kind of looking at he didn't fully you know get what was going to happen the second time i think he did right we you know the buy low sell high and then the market collapses on you and you turn so into a so is the is the idea of capitalism fun for the whole family or no and i think this is with both of the games it definitely nails home the idea that markets you're gonna get totally screwed like they're gonna not be kind to you and black friday it's it very much that idea that it, it builds and builds and builds and you see the turn about to come mm -hmm. and you're like oh and a couple black briefcases come out you you draw these little briefcases out of a bag and that fulfills a, you know changes the market up right and the more black briefcases you draw the worse it's going to be and it, it starts out none 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 oh one yeah doesn't do flying. much yeah oh, yeah two oh, oh and then it just starts imploding kabloomy and it's fun to enjoy that implosion but it, it's definitely not uh make you want to go out and buy stock right unless you're seven yes in which case i said to my kid i was like you know explain the whole what was going on in the current market with china and Nick talked about these games and i was like do you think you'd still want to play the stock market yeah i think so yeah. <laughs> no no the answer is no uh, Not with my money. Well, okay. Well, Stock Ticker had a great intro that explained the goal in it. Yes. Um, does Black Friday give you similar good reading time? I guess I should back up and explain that. I don't. I, I mean, yeah. Yes. I, I just. I'm trying to move away from the fact that your son may be a sociopath. And yes. <laughs> so the introduction to Black Friday states: uh, In this game, players try to earn the most gold and silver. As the players start the game with no money, each must earn cash by skillful stock purchases and sales. With this cash, they can acquire the precious metals needed to win the game, and naturally, the government with help dis will help distressed entrepreneurs by offering subsidies. The player who can manipulate the market and stock values most skillfully in his favor and sell the stock before the crash has the best chance for victory. So this has kind of I, I like do, stock ticker. I do love that in the intro, it says that you, you um, start with no money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Exactly. So I can see how you'd mistake starting with no money for starting with no money. Yeah, no. It was yeah. But they do mention the subsidy as well. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. And then you have to go two and two together to go, oh, I need to take a subsidy to start the game. With money, which I'm actually going to have the money. I'm going to convert that into exactly. stock. Right. Um, it's good times. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Essentially, it, it has that same thing. It's You're not rolling dice. Yep. Um, you know, the markets, you... You every time you buy and sell, you're basically uh, taking another of the briefcases and putting it on a, a, a up or down mm -hmm. um, chart. And when one of those little charts goes to five, it set, resets the market. Right. And it's that market adjustment that is really the interesting mechanic of the whole mm -hmm. thing. Um, and then the instead of just having those you know five stocks, you've got uh, got a uh, silver tracker. So you're actually trying to buy silver. Right. And then slowly the whole game kind of messes up the silver market. Right. And basically the more you buy, the more you screw the whole game up. So it's an interesting, it's a catch-22. Mm -hmm. You you want to buy and sell to do stuff because you have limited mm -hmm. ability in the game. But every time you do it, you create a bigger mess. What, uh, what I... What I what appears what I like about this system, uh, as as you, I've seen it and you describe it, it's a very good random system with informed randomness. Yeah, like as you pull colored briefcases out of the bag, you have a pretty good idea what's left in the bag. 
you would because you yeah you yeah. you start out with some randomness in the bag but then once you clear that uh that sales table or the yeah. purchase table those briefcases that you clear go into the bag as right. well so you know what you're it's like in. counting cards at A that point bit. right where you can sort of see where the advantage might be. Exactly. You're like, ooh, there's a lot of red in there. Yeah. I think there's more red potentially than other colors. And when you build So there's the a good chance red will come out. So if I buy red now, there's a good chance red's going up, which is the goal of the game. But there's also a chance that it's just all black and green. <laughs> exactly. And I once you set up the original market, you do have a conception of what is probably in the bag. Mm -hmm. The only thing you don't know, uh, you and your other partner, I believe they have five briefcases each that you get. You don't know what the other player has. Right. So there's a little player screen and they have some briefcases and mm -hmm. it is hidden information through the whole game. So they buy, but you're going to forget what they bought. Yes. And so you don't know how much silver they have stacked up behind their little curtain. Right. Um, and that's really your end game is to, you know, accumulate the much the most silver wealth. Right. So it, it's interesting because you don't, yeah, you're so playing you're it a little some bit some information, blind. some of it's blind information. Yeah. You know how things are going to come out, but you don't know what order they're going to come out. Uh, and that really affects the, how everything moves. So yeah. like you say, it's a machine uh, and you can see the machine, you can see the gears, so you have a, but you don't really know how the machine works. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or you know how it works. You just don't know yeah. what uh, stimuli <laughs> the machine's going to get. It's a bunch of bad decisions that you right. have to make. So you're deciding what's the best of the worst decisions. So you're like, it's like parenting. Selling. Yeah, because you're like, I have one good stock and it's really high right now. But if I sell that stock because I need the money, then I'm not going to have any more good high stocks. And then I'm going to start, every time I do that, I'm going to cause an adjustment, which will screw up the prices of all the other ones. Right. Like, it's just... Every decision but, feels But if you hold awful. on to that stock and the market crashes... You're hooped anyway. Yeah. And it's going to fall fast. Yeah. So so a pretty good simulation I, of about as a good game as on a gonna, stock market. Yeah. You're going to want. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if... I I wasn't sure what I wanted out of this game, but right. I, I think I got it because I don't think I would want anything more granular or more like... It, it would have too many gears. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, I was I was more intrigued to see what he would do with this, and mm -hmm. I, I I think he did a good job, and I think it's an underrated game. Yeah, I think it's just a little bit again a bit abstract. Do you think is there <clears throat> a, enough educational value here? Like, say you were trying to teach a class about stocks, stock market, yeah, and how they operate. Is there enough in it, or is it too much game? Not enough. I think stock. If you had to pick something to teach kids. Like, and you wanted to use a game, yeah, I think it would be good mm -hmm. because I think it would teach at least the concept of that, you know, just shifts in the market and, and the right. idea that things are going to have um, growth and collapse out of your mm -hmm. control. And really, I mean, that's one of the big things you're kind of teaching is yeah. just that the markets operate in a way that seem invisible mm -hmm. somewhat. Um, but that said, you'd have to have an, you know, an educator who stands in the middle and, right. and runs the gears of the machine. Yes. So there's that a little bit. But probably still better than the tried and true. Everybody has a fake $1,000, yeah. which you can spend on fake shares and oh. fake com in real companies. And then we'll look at the newspaper every day. I introduced my kids to Monopoly as well. Yeah. Uh, and just out of, because I, I, I was like, I really want to see what kids make of this. Because my, I've never. So did you play, which, what rules did you play Proper Monopoly rules. by? Uh, whatever the rules were in the rule book. Actually, okay. So like the, 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 the Milton Bradley rules. Yes. Okay. No house rules. Um, 
and uh, we bomb. We didn't finish it. I don't think I've we never finished a game. Well, no, we played for probably about an hour. Uh, I think it just it was dinner time. We we couldn't finish. Right. it. gas came over or something. But um, I was the kind of I was the bank, mm-hmm. and they were the two players, and I just barreled them through the game. Mm-hmm. But they, they they had a lot of fun. Um, so it's I guess it's not that big of a task for an adult to be the intermediary in this kind of thing and be the machine. Right. Whereas like you know it's the exact same thing. I was the mach- the banker in this. Mm-hmm. I would be the gear master of a game like Black Friday if I was an educator. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it does a lot more to teach kids about stuff probably than Monopoly does. But maybe not. You know, it might again done well. It could teach concepts. Anything yeah. could. Um, yeah, I suppose. So yeah, I would I just maybe get kids to watch real stocks in real life? Mm-hmm. That might be a better exercise. But that's generally what they do. Yeah. But the downside of that is you've got you know, you make one choice at the beginning. Right, exactly. Right? And then you pretty well Everybody's Warren Buffett in that. You know, you pick your stock. You go, oh, I, I like these three letters together. Yeah. That's my stock. And some go up and some go down and yeah. some don't move very much at all. And that's pretty well it. And that might be the only issue with a game like this where you're you're buying very uh, broad stroke commodities. Mm-hmm. It's like grain. You know, you're, you're playing the commodities market. Right. You're not playing the, uh, the actual, you know, blue chip stock market. Right. So... It might be interesting maybe to see a game that is a bit more specific and, mm-hmm. and it has imaginary companies and is different sectors or I don't know. Now it, you're getting get, into the, the AQX get games, right? And yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're and all railroad robber barons with companies. and Precisely. Yeah. So I, but that's the next step, isn't it? It kind of is. Yeah. That, that might be where we go. And I don't know. I When I, was, I looked on Board Game Geek and somebody was asking about stock market games and it doesn't seem like there is a ton of them out there. No. Um, just because I think it's one of those topics that isn't sexy. It's mm-hmm. not that attractive to people. They go, eh, do I really want to spend an hour playing or two hours playing a game about... I I think a stocks. Wolf of Wall Street branded game yes, would do well. Just a, you know, a Kickstarter would be fantastic because it would have some really interesting stretch goals. <laughs> Satchel of Blow. <laughs> $500. Blow up accessory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good times on that one. Yeah, so I we had fun though, and we will yeah. play it again. That's the you'll play Black Friday again. Uh, stock Absolutely. ticker? Are you are you pulling mm. that out again? Uh, no, no, no. I will. should have left it at the thrift store. I should have. I'm glad I played it as a curiosity. Yeah, and it's nice in your collection as a, a piece of Canadian. It's true. Thing. It's like ah, there was there used to be Canadian companies that did basically rebranded versions of America. In the sixties, just full of Canadian versions of Pop American Clark things. Did yeah, all kinds of. And, yeah, I don't know. I think they might have even been the second publisher to it. I think mm-hmm. there's some other interesting stuff, yeah. though. So, yeah, I know. I couldn't have said no. I saw it, and I was like, yes. oh, it's all here. Yeah, I'll buy it for whatever, $2. And it's a boring or... box, but it is interesting on the inside. More so. I'll give it, like, the paper looks good. The paper components yeah. are fun. And the wood, the fake wooden, not wooden plastic dice are interesting. <laughs> Oh, wooden dice. That would have been, you would have been the greatest find at that, that point. That would have been, yeah. that would have been worth it. Um, yeah, we'll def, so we'll definitely play Black Friday again. Yeah. And, you know, again, free for fun. Free, eh? I've never, yeah, absolutely for fun. Uh, my kids requested it since yeah. several times. Um, we play a lot of Freeman Freeze games. Mm-hmm. We love them. And uh, we had, 
our power outage recently. We'll talk about on our, our other podcast, I think, uh, the experience yeah. of that. But 72 hours without power. Dun, 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 wasn't that long. 24 hours? Eh, 48. 48 hours. 36. Less than 48. I don't know. Somewhere in the middle. It felt like a long 87, time. 87. We played uh, Power Grid. Yeah. Uh, in the dark. Quebec map in the dark. Uh, well, we had light, daylight. Yeah, okay. So but we it, played it all day. And then we played Arctic Scavengers. You blew a chance there. It would have been really exciting. It would have Those been. are probably the two best games. Like Arctic Scavengers is great because when your kids complain about not being able to watch Netflix, mm. uh, it's you can play Arctic Scavengers and go, well, hey, at least I didn't send you to the junk pile to die. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't use you for food. Yes, <laughs> I didn't sell you to the neighbors. We there was Arctic Scavenger cannibalism jokes that were being made <laughs> about. Uh, yeah, this is what happened. My son was like, I guess you decided to show those cards to your kids. We, and... <laughs> he's seen them. Yeah. He, he was looking through the box, and then yeah. I had to explain them. But yeah, we had the. Uh, Lots of conversations came out about what happened. Is it is the power going to come back on? Yeah, no, we're just going to have to sell you guys to the neighbors, <laughs> or we're going to have to kill the neighbors. It's just you know, that's what do you, you think do. you could take your neighbors. They're old. They are. They're all old senior citizens. They are. Yeah, but we played. Uh, yeah, Power Grid, beautiful as a power outage game. That just that's so perfect. It was, and we played. It's like uh, this is why your power's not on. <laughs> well, 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 because I did a bad job of my network. <laughs> Um, and, uh, we played landlord, another mm. Friedman freeze game. And, uh, again, l- lovely, lovely. The dude just does such good games. Yeah. There's, he's, uh, to me, he's, his games are just very mathy. Like they he's just, so he's, mathy. he's, you can trust the game because the math works. Yeah. It's not going to be, not it's not going to be a back end problem no. in the game. Yeah. No, it's the, uh, can you spin the plates and run exactly. the gears? And yes. If you can, if you're up for that task, which I could see some people just going, mm-hmm. like, no. Yeah, it, it, there's games people love. There's games people hate. If they were all the same game, then the shelves would be really boring. I cringe to play his games when I have to learn them. Yes. But I love them you so do, much once freeze, I learn them. You have freedom freeze anxiety because it's true. You do, when you get a new a freeze game, yeah. it does sit on your shelf for a while. Yeah. You bust it open. You read the rules. Yeah. You think, "Am I a dummy?" Uh, and then you go to Board Game Geek, and they say, "Yeah, sometimes yeah. you are. Yeah, sometimes the, in you're this not." Case, <laughs> and the uh, was it uh, Mora Kaluski? I think it's the artist. The guy does all the art. Like right. the, the games look great. They're, they're beautiful. Always, they're oh, they're beautiful. The and card green. games are actually easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and five hundred four. Yeah. See, this thing about five hundred four is I'm super excited. But it's gonna be a lot of plate spinning. Not Arctic Scavengers excited. No. But like just a, one tier I have down this from other that level. It's a weirder, different level. Of but the thing that scares me is sometimes his rules, rules as they're written, yeah. are I don't want to say incomprehensible, but they are confuddled. I'm gonna use that word. They're as a rule they made up. Not even obtuse because obtuse I can get around. Yeah, I can I can look just... at it and parse the sentences. It really is. It's things like, wait, how can I do this thing which I'm specifically not able to do? It's those kind of things, and I'm worried that in five hundred four because five hundred four is going to have the most rules. Yeah, like I, I it's going to be a rule book with the emphasis on book. I just book. don't know, and that's the thing. I'm I'm a little worried. Oh, I'm so excited, but I know at the same time. It's going to work. There'll be some versions, some games. We, I, we should probably explain 504 to anyone that doesn't know 504 right. as we continue to talk yes. about it. We're just, what's this, what are they saying? This area code? What is this? Yes. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Freedom and Freeze making a game, which is not a game. It is f- potentially 504 separate games in just one box. Built 
you your each game is built by basically a flip book so you go i want to play 793 yep and then you flip that and you find out you're playing a fish mongering adventure mystery race, race. Yeah. yeah it's just who knows what it's going to be yeah it's it's basically breaking down it's it's almost like uh when you go to a fancy restaurant and they like deconstruct a ham sandwich yeah <laughs> this is the deconstructed board game where he's taken theme he's taken mechanic and what's the other thing? Uh, oh, I don't even remember. The okay. mechanic and... Um, <laughs> the other thing. The other thing, oh, which is gone completely. Yeah, no, the my, mechanic. My it's not imploded. flavor because that's theme. Didn't we do like a triangle thing yeah, that had art, all this? Art, but it's not art. Oh, it's not art, is it? Yeah. yeah. Theme mechanic and something else. Yeah, something else. It's another, yeah. another game oh, bit. God. <laughs> Chits. Chits and shots. Look, we know a lot about games. <laughs> But anyway, it looks awesome. Words. Um, yeah, so you can do any combination of these nine games, and it, it works out to five, four, 504 games. And I'm not worried about any of the games mechanically not working, um, no. but I am worried about, wait, how exactly do you play that's what, 347? Yeah, that's a little bit of concern there. Yeah. I mean, he said he built a computer model to model to make sure they don't break. Yes. So I trust that the whole thing's going to be work there's gonna be some weird high level overview rules that will apply to different mm-hmm. things and uh, yeah i just suspect because it has to be a catch-all it might be a really it might be very abstract it's kind of go- i don't know we'll see i'm excited for it i'm excited for it to learn me yes is <laughs> that's what it feels like i just then the game plays me and it will be good as long as the game has a good time so good <laughs> yeah no i'm I, I'm never disappointed, uh, no matter how long. So yeah, you should also go and get the the uh, the age old gem of Black Friday before. I think uh, it was Rio Grande. I don't know if it's Rio Grande and Cosmos putting it out together now, but I I don't know how much longer. It yeah, it doesn't seem like a game that I don't know. Grab it, but you, with you'll with, have fun. Yeah, you know, with the recent implosion of the stock market and all your kids' university funds, yeah, and all of your um, savings you know, being next to wiped out. Why not play a game where that can happen for fun? And then you can all have a laugh afterward. Yeah. You'll be like, ha, 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 this reminds me of real life when you oh. couldn't go to college anymore. Yeah. Let's, so let's play, play the other game called Tear Catcher. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so that's fun. We should um, take some fake money and move some briefcases around and and uh, play that while we're waiting for 504 games in one box to oh, arrive. Sounds like a good idea. I can't think of a better idea. All right. I've been James. And I'm still Jeff. We will see you next time.